over my last 15 years of teaching yoga, the number one question students ask me is, when are you going to teach the chakra series again? Well, my friends, I'm not gonna let this year end without once again guiding us through the architecture of our soul as master teacher and author of all things chakra, Anadea Judith puts it. Today is the day to jump into what I consider your personal guidance system, the chakras. In this episode, I'll share with you my seven favorite moves to energize and balance each chakra. Welcome to Ready, Get Centered, Go. I'm Jess Goulding. If you've never been exposed or worked closely with the chakra system, you're gonna love it. Ever since I started looking at my life and my priorities through the lens of the chakras, I am more in tune with and accepting of my life, as well as more empowered to create positive change and achieve lasting results. If you'd like a little primer to prepare or just wanna brush up on the wisdom of the system, I recommend you go to my podcast episode from November 19, 2018, called Chakra One, Root Support. All seven chakras will be there, uh, one after the other over those weeks. Or if you like, you can go to my website, to my chakra podcast bundles, where I have simply collected those seven podcast episodes into one convenient place for you to listen. And if you go there, there's also a beautiful chakra savvy cheat sheet, a PDF for you to download and keep so that you can have the chakra basics at your fingertips. So that's at jessgoulding.com forward slash chakras dash podcast. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well for your chakras podcast bundle. But today I wanna to get right to the work of energizing and grounding each chakra with a quick reset of movement and breath. So if you dig the chakras like I do, then you'll want to stay tuned through the end because I have lots to tell you about some upcoming classes and events on all things chakras. So let's get started. Your chakras, your energetic centers are located along your spine in relation to groups of nerve ganglia that bring information from your senses into your brain so that you can assess, assimilate and respond. When these nerve centers are open, and the energy is flowing, you experience a sense of knowing and understanding of your place in the world. When the energy is blocked by mental patterns, personal history or physical distress, your inner guidance system becomes distorted and your experience of the world has greater suffering and misunderstandings of identity and role. Opening the chakras allows open and free communication with what is real and grants you the freedom of choice over reaction. These seven pairs of movements I'm gonna do with you are my favorites for first opening the chakra with movement, then balancing it with steadiness. So let's begin with chakra one. Chakra one, muladhara, which means root support. It's your foundation. Located at the base of your spine, it involves all things safety, security, and stability. Your physical needs are met here, and your goal is to ground out anxiety and fear to feel embodied and present to your life. 
So to first get chakra one moving and grooving, shake it up. I like to have a tantrum. So we go from feeling stuck, right? Very earthbound energy to break it up. I do this in most of my classes. So just start with a tantrum, wherever you are, stop. You can do this seated, stamp your legs. If you're standing, stop and do this. Really, really shake it up. Shake your legs, your skin, your body. The root chakra from the base of the spine, the, the nerves go all the way down to your feet. So we really wanna break up stagnant, stuck energy at your roots. Good, just a little bit more. And then stop, breathe and feel, feel your legs. See how you have kind of started moving in your energy a little bit, so you can feel that. Then if we keep it all scattered in like that, that we feel less anchored. So we wanna have flowing energy, yet anchored, grounded to the earth. So place your heels beneath your sitting bones, spread your toes, inhale, stretch your arms up in the air. Then as you exhale, come into chair pose. So just bend your knees deeply, keeping your heels anchored down. Now you can take chair pose into even more grounding stance by pushing down through your feet and then gently pressing your feet away from each other. So this ignites the work of your legs, but also solidifies and holds them in place so that you feel more grounded and steady. Stay here and breathe. One more breath, pushing through your feet, pressing your feet apart. And then release to stand. So chakra one, have a tantrum, ground down with chair pose. Next, moving into chakra two. Here we are at the pelvis. This is where we have our sense of feelings and emotions. The element is water. It is your ability to let go and hold on appropriately. The best thing I find to do to open up chakra two is to stretch the hips. Figure four is a very accessible way to do this. So if you're seated in a chair, simply cross your right ankle over your left thigh. Or if you have the space, come to lie down, cross your right ankle over your left thigh. And then if you're seated in a chair, bow forward. If you're on your back, bring the figure four shape towards you. If you can, interlace your fingers behind your left leg. Now tune to your breath and let your body stretch easily around the hip. There's no reason to go farther than your body allows. Really just tune in. Once you feel some feedback or resistance from your body, you know you're right where you need to be. Stay there and breathe. If it feels real yummy to stay still, do that. If not, you can kind of shift your body or just your legs side to side. Chakra one is the earth element. Now we move into the water element. So we have a sense of flow. Go ahead, change legs. Left ankle over right, draw your legs in. Breathe and stretch through your hip, opening up. Now there are many, many things you can do for East Chakra. These are simply my quick go-tos for a, 
energetic reset. If you're blocked in your feelings and emotions, this is a good way to kind of get things moving. Right? Those of you who love pigeon pose, you know that you can kind of burst into tears sometimes. That's because something was blocked and needed opening. But we don't want to go around everywhere with our emotions flowing out and kind of uh, over feeling. Okay, so we want to take what has opened and then shore it up with some stability, just like before. So release that leg. Now you feel a little bit more stretched through your hips. Come back to chair pose. Or if you're seated, put both feet back on the floor. Inhale, arms go up. Exhale, bend your knees coming into chair pose. Now we wanna steady each side like you're shoring up the shores of a river. So shift onto your left foot and just float your right foot off the floor. Notice if your standing knee kind of goes back and forth, see if you can hold that steady. This is stabilizing one side or the left side now of your sacrum. The bony plate at the base of your spine and the back of chakra two. Shift onto your right foot, float the left foot. Notice that you have to kind of engage like you're wearing a belt below the navel point. Good, place both feet down, sit a little deeper and release to stand. Good. So now chakra three, we move into Manipura. So from Swadhisthana, chakra two, which is lustrous, which is one's own abode, up to lustrous gem of Manipura. So this is your manifesting center. Element is fire. Once again, you can do this seated standing or coming onto your back is a little bit easier. Take the sides of your hands, like the pinky side, and do some karate chops on your belly. So we're stimulating now the solar plexus, the region of chakra three. So from just below your sternum down to the navel point, you kind of karate chop and be sure you come over to the sides of your body. Just kind of waking up this whole center, get it moving, get it grooving. And once you have some energy going there, we'll do some twists. So knees come in and twist your legs from one side to the other. If you're seated, Turn your upper body from one side to the other and just get some twists going to squeeze around Manipura and act like a billows on the flame of your manifestation, your will in the world. Good, then feet come to the floor if you're on your back and we solidify your anchor now. As you exhale, curl up. So draw your navel point down and we'll just do tiny little pumps. So this is like, like you're at the gym. You're just doing little tiny pumps. Okay, drag your low ribs down, 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 down. These are tiny little sit-ups, relax your neck. Then hold it. And let go. Take a deep cleansing breath. So for third chakra, wake it up with some pounding, strengthen it with tiny little sit-ups, tiny little crunches. From lustrous gem 
to Anahata. This is your heart center. This is where we involve the element of air and relationships in our lives. I love to start here, similar to chakra three, with some tapping. Be kind and compassionate with yourself as you take your fingertips and do little taps across your chest. So right there on the sternum, little taps. Deepen the breath. Take your tapping across the collarbones, around the side ribs. You can kind of use the side of your hand and tap up around the underarm, under the breast. And we're doing a lot that is front body focused, but just know that these chakras, your energetic center goes all the way through. Okay, so there's whatever's on the front here is happening on the back as well. And if you can reach back there and tap the back of your heart, that's great. Just using some tapping to kind of wake up, move up, stagnant energy of the heart. We store grief here. So be very kind and loving as you tap. Good, a couple more deep breaths, tap, tap, tapping. Good, and then stop and feel. Just notice how you feel, having brought some movement and energy to the region of your heart. Anahata means unstruck. So it's always a reminder that there's a place within you that is untouchable by the world outside. So regardless of the grief and loss in your life, when you go beneath that layer, there is a piece of you that is untouchable, unchanging. It's the you that you were born with as you arrived here and it will be with you through this lifetime and into the next if you subscribe to continuing energy. So now from this openness, we want to really shore up and balance. The heart is the balance of the upper chakras and the lowers. It's kind of the balancing gateway point. So it's a good place to do both in and out with breath. So placing both hands on your chest, take a deep breath in and accept love. You can even say to yourself, I accept loving compassion. Then as you exhale, slowly move your hands away from your heart, offering love to the world. You can think offer. So inhale, hands come to rest on your heart center. Accept. Exhale, reach your hands out into the world and offer. Keep going with this on your breath timing a few rounds. You might start to notice that one part of this gesture is easier to do than the other. This might show you where you are out of balance. If it is hard for you to bring your hands in, accept, or if this is awkward to have your hands stacked on your heart, consider, do you need to be more receptive to love? If it's hard to reach your hands far out, reaching beyond yourself with love, you might consider that it is hard for you to get the love from you out into the world. Perhaps you've been hurt. So do this with your body as a balancing mechanism to your soul. So a few more times, inhale, hands to heart center. Exhale, hands out and broad to the world. Accept and offer or receive and offer.
Now ask yourself, where do I want to stay for a moment? Do you want to stay with hands on heart? Do you want to stay with your hands to the world? Find the place that your body is saying it wants to be and breathe there. And relax and see how you feel. Next is Vishuddha, your throat center. Vishuddha means purification, and it's your voice. It's the element of vibration and sound as it purifies and moves through you. But a lot of us do tend to get blocked in the area of Vishuddha. This is the throat chakra, the energy around your neck, tops of the shoulders where you can kind of lock down. Or if you have experience of not being able to really speak your voice, there's a bit of a lockdown here. So every chakra has an experience of excess or deficiency. And the more you play with these exercises, the more you might realize where you have an excess of energy. Maybe you are an over-talker, an over-sharer, or maybe you have a deficiency here where your voice is weak or small and you have trouble sharing what's on your mind. Again, never judge yourself on these. This is all information, information for your personal growth and evolution. So my favorite movements for Energizing and grounding Vishuddha, fifth chakra, is neck rolls. Now it's important, don't let your head fall back. We really wanna just keep nice neck rolls. So tip your head up, nose goes up and around. So you can pretend like you have a crayon on your nose and you're drawing a big circle in front of you. It's always good to connect with breath. So inhaling as you draw the circle overhead and exhaling as it goes down below. Notice where there's any tightness in your neck and you might stay there and just take a breath, encouraging your body to let go and open up. And let's go the other way. Some nice neck rolls. You tend to lock up here. Make this part of your daily practice. Neck rolls, right? and shoulder rolls might be nice as well. So just squeeze your shoulders up and back. So again, we're just opening up the area. And we'll use sound. So you can use oming is a great sound to use. One of my favorite when I'm working with someone one-on-one -on -one for fifth chakra blocks or excesses, and we use bromery. The brahmari is buzzing bees, and it is simply making that sound of a bee, and it comes in, and it rides up, and it dissolves away. And so we'll do just a couple rounds of this together, but I encourage you to try it more on your own, okay? So this brahmari, the idea is it's not only giving a vibration, it's like resetting the vibration, and the musculature around the neck and throat is holding that vibration steady so that it flows between ideas and your manifesting core or your ability to put it out in the world. Okay, so take a nice deep breath in. Then exhale all the way. And then breathe in and begin humming.
Jessica, one more time. And then just see how you feel. If you made a regular practice of Brahmari, of humming, then I would guess that within a matter of weeks, you'll be speaking more clearly. You'll be manifesting your voice in the world. And you will be able to better yet discern between truth and lies that come into your ears. Chakra six, Ajna. This is your vision where your eyes, your sensitive eyes, draw in light and help you create a vision for your life. If you have the ability to see, where do I want to be in five years? Or see back with clarity, where have you been? And what's made you, you? Well, this is sixth chakra work, where you also have thoughts about who you are and where you are in the world. The element is light. My very favorite thing to do is inhale, look at a light source, and imagine your eyes drinking in the light nourishing the sensations in your eyes. And as you exhale, close your eyes and imagine that light, that light of wisdom and truth pouring down through your body, enlivening every cell with your true vision. So this both opens and grounds sixth chakra ajna. So inhale, eyes bright, look at a light source, draw in the light. Exhale, close your eyes and imagine that light funneling from your eyes, filling your brain, your head, and your body. Do this a few times. Inhale with the light. Exhale, eyes closed, absorb. Give it one more breath. And then keep your eyes closed and sit with the feeling. If this were meditation, you would ask yourself, what is my vision for my life? Or what are the patterns in my life that need to be revealed so that I can live a deeper truth? What are my patterns? Finally, Sahasrara. Sahasrara means thousand-petaled lotus, and it rests at the crown of your head. So this is where we exist in consciousness and the element of the ether. This is where we have divine connection or connection to source, to all, to nature. So we've gone from being fully embedded and grounded in our body, now to really opening up and expanding into a sense of the world and our connection to it. Again, for this one, simple, on the go, I like tapping. So you take your fingertips to your crown. You can even kind of picture there's a lotus flower up there and lightly tap. Lightly tap your crown with your fingertips. You can come across to the, all around the hairline, 
back of the skull a little bit. And as you breathe, just feel the crown of your head. I mean, how often do we stop and just feel our crown with little taps? So wake it up. Good, then release your hands and close your eyes. Bring your attention to the feeling of your crown. Everywhere you just tapped, can you in your mind go and just feel that area? Now using the power of your vision, imagine there a lotus flower with all of its petals closed. So we begin with a closed lotus flower at the crown. And now with every inhale, slowly open the petals a little bit. And as you exhale, keep them there. Over the course of several breaths, you're slowly opening the petals of the lotus at the crown. Every exhale, you're experiencing what it is to have that openness. Do this for a few breaths, all the way till the petals are open and your sahasrara is shining in the sun. Once the petals are open, just notice how you feel. Welcome a sense of oneness to, with source, with all. Recognize your connection to all. And then we palms together. Namaste. So starting December 1st, I'm teaching one chakra per class. So if you liked each of these little bits, you're gonna experience this in a full one hour and 15 minute class, each one on a different chakra. So this is in my Tuesday, Thursday, 9 a.m. Hatha class. You can join us through Zoom. And you can just join us for as little as $20 for one month. It's a donation-based program. And you can sign up at jessgoulding.com forward slash store. So if you can, you show up live, but then you also get the class recordings for a whole month, which means you have a chance to go back and experience the ones that you need to do again. You can always just keep using this podcast or this YouTube video to check back in with the ones that you discovered today. You wanna to spend a little bit more time on. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. So if you have an experience to share, please put it in the comments on YouTube or send me a note at jessgoulding.com. I'd love to hear. One more thing I'd love to tell you about is December 20th. This whole chakra month is culminating in an exciting event with my friend and colleague, Ted Jarvind. She is a very talented Vedic astrologer and Hatha and Kundalini yoga teacher. We've known and worked together for years, but this is our first collaboration and we're super excited to present to you, Re Renew to Balance, the Synergy of Chakras and Planets. 
So this will go back and forth between the two of us. She's going to describe each planet and how they relate to the chakras. And I'll take you through a short practice with each of the chakras. And we're gonna do this all over two and a half hours. And so you'll get in a little bit more in depth as to where you are in your excesses and deficiencies, as well as how that's connecting to all, to the planetary system, because there are powers within you and powers that surround you that can help you navigate your own path in an authentic way. This is December 20th from 10 a.m. to 12.30 Central Time, and you'll have access to the class recordings within 24 hours. So you can show up live or watch the recording later and have that to practice again and again. Now, if you're really interested in all things chakras, you're gonna to wanna to stay tuned because in January, I will be opening up my first ever membership program called Chakra Savvy. This will be a seven month deep dive into the chakras for a full month. So you'll not only get yoga practices, but Ayurvedic tips, daily practices, community, and a supporting event. So there'll be a collaborative event with each chakra, with another professional in the world that I know and trust and admire their work that they do in each of these different chakras. So to stay in touch about that, simply pay attention to my newsletters, which you can sign up for at jessgoulding.com or keep an eye out on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for joining me for this practice, for this podcast, or for this YouTube video. However, you're taking in this short journey through the seven things I love to do to reset and restore each chakra. Until next time, I'm Jess Goulding, keeping you centered. Mm -hmm.